Hello, and welcome to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Megan Liz Smith, and joining me as always is the lovely Annika Marilies. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. How's it going? It's going pretty good. There were two big startup events in Missouri this week, Tech Week Kansas City and Startup Weekend Columbia. Rather than just discussing it amongst ourselves, we thought it would be better to bring you guys straight to the source. So first up, I'll be interviewing Austin Barnes, a Startland news reporter who's right on the ground at Tech Week Kansas City. Then I'll interview the winners of the pitch competition at Startup Weekend Columbia. After that, we'll finish it off with a look at some important numbers in startup and entrepreneurship news and the week's top headlines. So, should we get started? I think we should. Cool. Austin Barnes has been a journalist for many years now. He got his start in radio and TV broadcasting, but now covers entrepreneurship for Startland. This week, he's been on the ground at Tech Week, one of Kansas City's biggest conference series for entrepreneurs. Now, Austin's going to tell us all about it. So is this your first year at Tech Week Kansas City? Yeah, so I have heard about it before. I'm from Kansas City originally, but this is my first year being more hands-on and at all of the panels and being there every day of the week. So you've been there every day for pretty much everything? Yes, we've been there every day since Monday, uh, going in and out of different panels. We've broken it up, obviously, between our teams, so I haven't gotten to yeah. go to everything, but just yeah. the different social events. We ran a booth at the Expo for a couple of days, so getting to meet and mingle with different people in the uh, startup space has been has been really neat. And then just the panels themselves as well have, have all had some kind of interesting value that they've brought to the startup ecosystem and the community here in Kansas City. So I guess just broadly, can you talk about what has it been like? What is the culture? What are people talking about? Yes. Well, a lot of the things that people have been talking about, obviously, it's Tech Week. So we're talking about a lot of technology and kind of the the theme. But this year, they've done a few different things to try to break some of that up. They've added a diversity and inclusion track this year. So there were a lot of things going on with that, just talking about how to diversify the tech space. A large part of that conversation was getting women involved in tech and more so than getting them involved, but welcoming them to the table and welcoming their ideas. They had the mayoral forum, which also kind of kicked Tech Week off, and that covered the way that mayoral candidates are seeing technology in the city and what they want to uh, bring to the table when they potentially win the mayoral race and how they would uh, change the tech space here in town. Uh, Other than that, we've talked about understanding and accessing angel investments and VC backing, trust and identity. Uh, I sat in on a panel for the future of manufacturing and robotics yesterday and how those industries are changing and evolving, just kind of the way that we see the everyday world. And so that was really interesting. And then, of course, the Techstars demo day yesterday was great to see Kansas City companies and what they're doing and how they're evolving. And then today is Launch KC. So that should be interesting as well. So who are some of the people you saw at Techstars Kansas City that stood out to you? I think Tim O'Reilly was a really uh, interesting one. He gave a keynote speech yesterday about what the future is and how technology is going to to shape the future and how we as a community can get involved in that. Uh, So I think that was probably one of the bigger things. So quite a few people from Google have been here and different companies like that. And so it's just been really great to kind of have access to some of those people and just casually have conversations with them and figure out what it is they're doing to evolve the world of technology and bring more value to all of our lives. So since it's Tech Week, everyone's talking about the future, and I'm curious, what are they broadly saying? 
So the the biggest thing in terms of kind of how what technology is is up and coming and what's something that people are really starting to look more at was that future of manufacturing and robotics panel that I attended yesterday and just how that is is changing so much of the way the, the manufacturing industry is working, right? And so they talked about it being the fourth industrial revolution, and that was Karen Kerr mm-hmm. from GE. She sort of led that charge, and she was joined by Carbon co-founder Phil D. Simone, who is doing 3D printing and so many great and amazing things with that that are just fascinating to hear about. And you are, you're actually seeing some of his uh, work in Adidas shoes now. They're, they're a huge supporter mm-hmm. of that company. And so it's just changing the way products are made. It's helping companies produce products quicker and cheaper, which is always good for any company. That's exactly what they want because then they can make money and put out better products. It's just streamlining the way that the industries are, are working. And I think you're starting to see that more in in terms of machine learning and AI. And the more that that stuff comes together, the better or more efficient, rather, uh, companies can run. Interesting. So are the big things that they're talking about with manufacturing is just going more and more automated and using more smart technology and machine learning and artificial intelligence? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the the big takeaway there, like like you say, and that's what people were talking the most about. That's what people in the audience had the most questions about, mm-hmm. were how they can get involved in that and how they can prepare themselves or change their companies or start to kind of open those doors in their particular industries. So it's just really fascinating the way that the world of tech works, and yeah. people are obviously seeing that. That's what's drawing them to something like Tech Week, and so they're getting all those questions answered, and, and that's what those companies are, are there to do. And they all seem happy to do it. And I think that's one of the big things with Tech Week is that it's so accessible to the community. And as a journalist, it's accessible for us, too, because we're able to sit down with founders and CEOs and talk to them about their companies and how they work and what they're doing to change the world. Yeah, I'm bummed I couldn't be there. So what's been your favorite part? My favorite part of Tech Week, I would say probably... Net, not not just the networking opportunities, because obviously that's something I enjoy doing. Uh, but I would say setting in on the Casey Mythbusters panel was really interesting. And that's a panel that put together four entrepreneurs here in the community, kind of heavy-hitting entrepreneurs, people who are recognizable uh, in terms of their industry and what they're doing. We had people from MBKC Bank, uh, Pop Bookings, and a couple of other companies I can't remember right off the top of my head, uh, but we're working on a story about it, so that'll be coming out at some point here uh, over the weekend. That particular panel, it puts them together and it splits them up into two teams of two. And then they were each presented with a common myth or misconception about the Kansas City startup space. And they had to defend whether or not that was accurate or whether or not that was just something that people on the outside of the startup community are kind of have a preconceived notion about or assuming. And so it was just fascinating to hear their points of view on whether things like access to capital or support in the startup community are things that are easy to get or if they're hard to get or if they are, you know, myths or or reality. So that was fascinating to sit in on, uh, for sure. So being from Kansas City, it must feel really cool being in this environment that's so pro-KC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And, and like I said, you you really feel that support, uh, just kind of walking the halls through Union Station. Yesterday, we were at the Midland, uh, and just everybody is there with one common goal. And so that's, again, community building. That's what the startup ecosystem is all about. And so just kind of getting to spend a week doing that is is never a bad thing. 
Awesome. This has been great. Well, thank you for talking with me, Austin. Have a great time at the rest of Tech Week. Yeah, we'll do. Let me know if you need anything else, okay? Bye. An app to facilitate subleasing, just one startup weekend, Columbia. I spoke to two members of the winning team, Ross Scanlon and Jake Ivaldi, to hear about their path to victory. My name is Ross Scanlon. I'm a senior at the University of Missouri. Uh, I'm studying marketing with a minor in entrepreneurship and a supply chain certificate. That's great. Uh, my name is Jake Ivaldi. I'm a senior right now in the School of Accountancy, and I'm getting a minor in philosophy. That's great. Um, and so could you tell me a little bit about your guys' idea, this app that you pitched over the weekend? What's the, like, what's the elevator pitch? What's the purpose? What are you trying to address with the app? How does it work? Subleasing sucks, and that's a big thing, <laughs> like, something that we all know too well as yeah, students. I think you, a lot of people in Columbia would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. If you hop on you know, the Facebook page, it's just people spamming, like, please sublease my apartment. I need someone to sublease my apartment because people are always coming and going. College is a hectic time, so we're trying to help out with that, save right. people some money, and get people an apartment to live in. Okay, great. So how does the app work? Like, If I'm looking to, uh, if I'm looking to sublet my apartment to somebody, what do I do? Yeah, so you'd get on the app and you'd you know, give the pertinence of where your apartment is, location, what company it's through, how much you're requesting per month, and it puts it out on this marketplace. And then people who are wanting to sublease, they can get on search criteria by price, location. If they're particularly fond of a certain housing company, they can search by that too. Okay. And it links you all up, and then you can work out the details from there. And sublease okay. from each other. Yeah. So is it fair to compare it to like Airbnb, but for sublets kind of? Like yeah. Put in your specifications and, and hook up with somebody who has what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Airbnb, we, we talked about that. It's kind of a shorter stay. Right. And there is long-term Airbnb, but most people don't really use it for that. Yeah. And with a sublet, it's kind of more official maybe. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. That's because great. the housing companies don't even let Airbnb like buy and use rooms because that'd just be a little hectic for them. You know? Right. With people coming in and out, they want to like keep their residents feeling safe too. And if you have strangers coming in and out, they really, it kind of, I think they have something in the contracts like that you sign for that. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so could you tell me how did you guys arrive at this idea? What was the process? What happened <laughs> before? <laughs> so Friday night, there was 50 pitches at Startup Weekend. And Jake had an idea for a smart windshield. And you want to tell him about that? Smart windshield, good idea. Not practical for <laughs> uh, creating that in one weekend. Pretty technical, and uh, we're a bunch of business guys, so we weren't specializing in smart glass. But basically, it was a windshield that is always blocking the sun. You don't have to mess with the visor. It just detects where your eye, eyes are and where the sun is, and it just like finds that midpoint and blocks it out. But, For the record, that's a great idea, especially during we, those We like, thought so, too. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows anything about smart glass, hit me up, and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This is how we get the idea rolling exactly. right on, the, on the podcast. But yeah, we, we figured out that we didn't have the right team. We weren't the right team to bring this to the market. When did you guys come up with the idea for for the app? <laughs> Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Saturday morning, okay. <laughs> so he came up with the, the idea for the windshield, and then we started out going with that and then we went with our first mentor Saturday morning and he was like this isn't feasible with the group that we have yeah. so we kind of just threw that out the window and had to think about what we were trouble we were facing yeah. so we could relate more with something so and where did the idea come from like have you guys had issues with subletting places in the past yeah actually my twin brother Chase his girlfriend had got an internship 
mm-hmm. last November. And so between November and January, she had to sublease her apartment. So she she was going down to Dallas or Houston. And then she had to get rid of her apartment. So she compared it to pulling teeth. And <laughs> yeah. It was a problem that because my brother, he's going an extra semester to get his minor. And so he's going to face that problem coming up because you rarely find semester long leases. Right. Yeah, I imagine this is a big issue in Columbia. I'm kind of dreading. I think I'm going to have to do that. And I, right. I'm really hoping I, that it'll be easier than I think it will be. And so I personally have never been to Startup Week in Columbia. Uh, I'm really curious how it works. What are you expecting going into it? Um, had you done it before maybe? Um, and, and just how does it roll out throughout the It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Right. Okay. You start Friday night around 5 o'clock, and the pitches are Sunday night at 5 o'clock. So Yikes. you basically have 48 <laughs> hours to throw out a pitch, and then you form a team based off ideas that you like. And it's complete strangers normally. We decided to go in and kind of have an idea already. Right. And so that's how the three of us kind of were already together. And then we added people to our team that were initially on with a smart glass idea. But so you have 54 hours. And basically what you do is Friday night, you set up a plan for what you're going to do Saturday and find your customer and kind of verify and validate your your idea because you want to make sure that you have a market. And that's a lot of what Startup Weekend is, is there's judges at the end and it's a competition because they want to see which idea is the most feasible, which idea can move forward after the weekend and not just die right away. And so a lot of it is Friday night you plan, Saturday night you go out, and they really make sure that you get out and don't just stay in the building because anybody can take surveys and stuff like that and just get ideas. But to really get out and talk to people and have people saying, yes, if this is here, I would pay money for this was something that really helps validate the idea. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, so I imagine it was like, you know, you had this really short window of time to, you know, come up with your idea, talk to a mentor about it, you know, agree if maybe it was feasible, build a team. What was it like? Did, were you guys like pulling all-nighters? Like, what was the kind of energy? It was close. Yeah, <laughs> close to the all-nighters, yeah. yeah. There, there were some, some late nights, especially just, you know, wasting, not yeah, wasting all Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> They're following my goose chase. Researching. The, and yeah. Looking no, it's at okay. it's part of the scientific journals all Friday night to then, <laughs> and we even stayed up till about two o'clock Friday night researching, trying to figure out a way to make the smart windshield work. And then Saturday morning, 1030, we completely threw that out the window and we're <laughs> heading in a different direction. So it kind of gave us even shorter time frame because we had to do our planning Saturday and then Saturday night was when we were trying to go out and validate it and find market. And then Saturday night, Columbia, nobody wants to take surveys or talk to you about this. They're all going <laughs> right, out downtown. Right. And <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's a bad time to conduct uh, like focus groups and stuff. Right. <laughs> um, so did you guys know each other already before the weekend? Yeah, actually. So my twin brother and I, we this is our third startup weekend in Columbia. Okay. My brother's done five. He did two up in Iowa with Rockwell Collins. They had like an intern startup weekend. And... The, the two of us, we went to high school with Jake here at Parkway South in St. Louis, and we're good friends, hang out all the time. We live a block away from each other at home in St. Louis and here, so we talk, and we brought Jake along this time and said he had to had to do it for us one time, and right. so we kind of just showed him the ropes and ended up working out. Uh, okay, well, this sounds like like really exciting and chaotic and like you're trying to like build a business and like put together your team over the short period of time um and then at the end of it you guys end up winning um what do you think set you guys apart from all these other other startups that are pitching themselves this weekend 
it might have been the small team because oh, yeah? we had like it was very concentrated. Like okay. everyone in the team were contributing pretty well. Like Ross and Chase already knew like how to what the judges were looking for and yeah. kind of the criteria we had to cover in order to make a good pitch. Yeah, right. what the judges really liked with our idea was the the potential partnership with Brookside. Okay. Because there's 2,000 residents at Brookside alone, so that's a majority of Columbia. Like, you have a lot of people there that are subleasing, and he said, was it 25%? Yeah, around sublease? 20%, yeah. Okay. Around 20% of their residents sublease. So right. do the math, that's a good amount of people that are looking to sublease to and from every year so um all right and so could you tell me a little bit about you've been to three startup weekends in the past um like what is your guys's background in terms of entrepreneurship is this like kind of your entry into that world or like have you pitched other ideas in the past have you you know worked at startups so last year my brother and i we were on a team called tiki tickets and it was a parking ticket appeal app Oh, okay. And so we also actually got third in place. <laughs> yeah, we got third place, and so we got some mentorship and some some ideas to like help lead us in a good direction and kind of help us get off the ground. We didn't get as much right. as we, we did this year because with first place you get like six months of mentorship and you get invitation to a one million cups and all these other like uh, hubs to kind of help you build your idea and run with it. And last year we kind of we we met, we pitched it at I think it was EQ or something like that. And then off that, our team just kind of went in different directions, and it just imploded. Yeah. Our team just <laughs> turned on each other. People were trying to do this 24-7, and we were students trying to finish our degrees and everything right. else. And we had a difference in opinions, and it just kind of imploded on itself. So this year, um, we have a smaller team, and we have a, a good core of guys that really want to be together and want to kind of get this off the ground and going. So it's something that we can really rely on. And, I don't really see us turning on each other, so it'll right. help out. Well, it was really great talking to you guys. I really appreciate you coming down here. No problem. And now it's time to take a look at some important numbers in this week's startup news. It's Can I Get Your Digits? Annika, can I get your digits? Of course, Megan. My number for this week is $167.5 million. Ooh. A venture capital firm called RiverVest has raised money for a new fund specializing in the life sciences sector. They launched the fund late last year with a target of $150 million, and just this week the St. Louis Post-Dispatch has reported that they've surpassed that with this almost $168 million. So this is the fourth fund for RiverVest, which was founded in 2000. And so for a broader look at the trends in Missouri's venture capital, Megan, can I get your digit for this week? Of course, and it is a related digit because my number this week is $365 million. Missouri companies attracted $365 million of venture capital in the third quarter, according to a Money Tree report. This is the largest three-month sum on the records, which go back to 1995. Now, we've reported on some of the big news in Missouri venture capital before, like the $60 million raised by Benson Hill Biosystems. Most of the Missouri total went to companies in the St. Louis area. The biggest amount raised in the state was by Essence Group Holdings, a healthcare software firm based in Maryland Heights. All right, I think it's time to move on to the week's headlines. So we've already talked about two startup stories from this week's news, but there's plenty more that you shouldn't miss out on. So, without further ado, here's the week's startup headlines. Former Sprint executive Kevin McGinnis wants to establish a new innovation hub near the Jazz and Arts District in Kansas City. 
McGinnis has not disclosed the exact location or other details, except that it will be called the Keystone District. But those are expected soon. St. Louis may become a major league soccer city yet. The family behind the car rental company Enterprise is making a bid for one of the last two team slots in in MLS's planned expansion. Square, the San Francisco-based mobile payment company, is going on another hiring binge, this time for software engineers. Square was founded in St. Louis but moved to Silicon Valley for its booming tech culture. The fact that Square is now looking for software engineers back in St. Louis shows how the city's tech talent has grown. So to close the episode off, we have an entrepreneurship quote from Rodney Sampson, chairman and CEO of Opportunity Hub in Atlanta. He's currently in Kansas City for Tech Week. This quote came from a panel about bridging the inclusivity gap. Building an inclusive startup community begins with being unafraid to directly state the problem, a diversity gap, free of coded language related to race and gender. That's a really important quote. It's good to talk about these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Annika Merrilies and me, Megan Liz Smith. Our theme music was produced by Poddington Bear. This episode was recorded in the KBI studios. We'll speak to you next week.